0: So Life's
1: a Bitch. Hello. Hi. I'm Tay. You're listening to So Life's a Bitch, the no filter podcast where I attempt to break the taboo against raw, sensitive, and painful topics through both. Oh my fucking God. I just punched my water bottle. (laughs) Honest storytelling, exciting guest interviews, and with any luck, I'll stop. Punching things, I'll record professionally and maybe even make you laugh along the way. Please always check the podcast description for relevant trigger warnings. Oh my gosh. So life's a bitch. It feels like forever. It has been forever. And I can only apologize for that because I'm pretty certain the podcast description says that it's a weekly podcast. And I do my best, I really do. But yeah, you're about to be thrown with some excuses. No one wants to hear your excuses. Today. Here we go, I've got them. I had COVID, oh, it floored me. It absolutely floored me. I was bedridden, just mum. Yeah, pathetic showing. And there's been deadlines. I've had essays, and I've had multimedia to do. I had to record some podcast episodes for my master's degree, and then hangovers. I've I've had a few weekends out with the girls, which have been really, really fun. Um, but then I end up with a four-day hangover because apparently. At the age of twenty-four, you can no longer hack it, so that's always good to good to know. Can I just say, if you are one of those people who sees me on a night out or at the pub or just in general social situations, and you come up to me and you say, "I love your podcast. I listen to the podcast," you are the fucking best. You are the best. I cannot tell you how much that means. You know, I, I say it over and over and I, I will never um, stop feeling this way, but it baffles me that anyone listens. Even when I see the listens and I see, oh, someone else has listened to this episode. I see the number. It still doesn't actually correlate in my mind to people at actually listening let alone loving it 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 honestly baffles me and to actually see people in the flesh go oh hi by the way listen to the podcast love it oh my gosh it means the fucking world so thank you to anyone who came out and told my drunk ass that you that you enjoy the podcast because yeah that mm, that means that means so much it is the 10th episode this is episode 10 For those of you who are listening to this after having listened to the nine previous, wow, I mean, thank you for coming on this journey with me. Thank you for staying tuned. Wow, 10 episodes. It's gone really, really fast. I've loved every moment. And thank you for still listening. Thank you for still tuning in. It's just amazing. It's the best feeling in the world. And I really do hope that I can be more regular and I can put as much time into this as I have spare, and I will get better, I promise. I 100% will get better. So So one of the most important things for me when it comes to doing the podcast is that it can be as interactive as possible. You know, I don't just want to talk about topics that i believe to be taboo and important i want to hear from you guys i want to put your voices on a platform i want to hear your stories and i want to share all of the things that make you guys feel a certain way or make you guys go yes thank you finally someone's speaking up about this topic finally we're trying to break the taboo against this really important thing and that's why i go on and on about please email in and obviously i have asked over on my social media you can find me on instagram and facebook at so life's a b pod i have been asking recently for people to send in some questions for me to answer for the 10th episode and a lot of these questions people have asked are actually about me but i'm happy to answer anything some of them are opinions some of them are about my life and i'm really excited so if you have sent in a question thank you so much they were amazing and if you ever think of something whether it's just a topic or you have a story, or you want to come on and tell your story, or you have a question for me that hasn't been answered, please, please, please email in solifesabepod at gmail.com or send a DM or a message to the Instagram or the Facebook because it means so much to me that people are interactive and that this is like a safe space for everything all the topics so yeah episode 10 is basically going to be a bit of a question answer i'm going to go through some of these really cool questions and i'm going to be very honest because i am very honest the podcast would be fucking shit if i wasn't as honest as i am so let's do this let's go so life's a bitch what gave you the inspiration to start the podcast. Okay, this is really cool. So, I'm sure I've mentioned it previously, but I actually began writing in my notes in my phone probably about 6 months after I had a miscarriage. I had this urge to write down some of my feelings and I've always been quite a keen writer, but it never really quite dawned on me just how passionate I was about it. And through writing on my phone, it kind of hit me, oh actually, this is the sort of stuff that perhaps would have helped me over the past six months had somebody else provided it. I'm sure a lot of people have, by the way, perhaps I just wasn't actually looking for it because I was trying to grieve in my own way, but it suddenly dawned on me that my first-hand experience could be helpful to others, and my raw honesty and openness which is something that has taken me a long time to be able to achieve, that could actually really, really help somebody else. So I decided that the best way for me to kind of convey my stories and my advice was through like a blog form. So I I made a website and I started posting an online blog and very quickly I was like, right, I've actually got loads more to talk about than just my, my miscarriage. My miscarriage absolutely does not define me, doesn't define me as a writer. And I went on to discuss other topics Relationships, sex, contraception, mental health, antidepressants. And these blog posts, people people started to read them and love them. And the feedback was really, really cool. The blog is still up. Um, So is the blog. I haven't changed it. It's still there. And it's still there as the blog. I haven't turned it into anything podcasty as of yet. A few people actually said to me, You've got a great voice. I think by that is just I I I just sound so fucking English. I just think, but people th- people have said that my voice is is nice to listen to. Which fucking hell, I feel like I'm blowing smoke up my hole. I'm I'm assuming if you've got to episode ten, you. would You don't find my voice too offensive, so I'm sure you won't mind me saying this, but people were like, You've got a great voice for it. Also, the way that you word things, and you know, you've got quite dark humor and your sarcasm, and all of that intertwined with how honest you are. People would listen, and I was kind of like, No, (laughs) no, they wouldn't. I also was like, It's really daunting the idea of learning how to use the equipment, learning this whole process, and I just kind of thought it was all a bit overwhelming, so. It did take me a while to actually jump into it, but I kind of woke up one morning and went, ah, fuck it. I also listened to Chris and Rosie Ramsey, Shag Married and naughty I've listened to every single episode, got my mum hooked on it. We both went to the live tour and I, I listen to it every Friday when it comes out because they actually are regular when they post their episodes. And I thought it was so funny and it made my day better and it made whatever activity I was doing for that hour on a Friday, walking the dogs or on the bus or on the train or whatever I was doing, I was like, yeah, I would quite like to be able to do that for people so that's where that came from there's a follow-on question actually where do you expect the podcast to be in five years okay where i would want the podcast to be is i would like the podcast to (laughs) um maybe make a bit of money so that i could spend more time on it not that i do this for money this is my hobby it's cost me money but i've never made a penny that's not why i do this however if I did make money off it, it would mean that I could work less on the side and put way more time and energy into it. I would love it to be like my full time gig. I would love to be able to do one every week and also do like bonus episodes and be able to do tours and talk to people and oh my gosh. But this is, this is crazy fantasy shit. Where do I expect it to be in five years? I expect it to be what it is now because it still shocks me like I said that people even listen now in five years I expect to still be doing it still be loving it and yeah I I am not and probably it will still just be a hobby alongside whatever I end up doing as a career the dream will always be for me to be able to put everything into this because I am so unbelievably passionate about this podcast and about speaking the truth about shit (laughs) so yeah that is that is that so life's a bitch okay what effects have social media had on women and do you feel pressure okay so social media is is crazy because i i think it's one of the most dangerous things ever but i'm also completely addicted to it so any negative thing I say about it is me being completely contradictory, but I can't help it because I do feel I do feel a certain way about it. But I, com- I conform to social media as much as a lot of people my generation do. I don't know about fe- feeling pressure, maybe when I was a bit younger and a bit more susceptible to that kind of thing you know image like body image online and perhaps before we understood how face app and photoshop can change you I mean I've said before that I've never edited my body on social media so I've never like pulled myself in or edited the way that I am size-wise. I definitely am one to play around with the contrast, maybe make myself look a bit more tanned. There is one photo on my Instagram. Feel free to go and find it. I'm going to expose myself now. My Instagram is at Taylor Lewis My name is spelt with an E. If you scroll down, it's got a load of random photos on it because I just post random stuff because my old account was deleted. There's a photo of me in a bikini looking quite chunky. If you zoom in to my legs, I have literally I've gone on this app and I've selected blur and I've r- blurred the cellulite off my legs just blurred it because I thought the photo was cool because for me being a curvier woman I really do struggle with like oh bikini pics no that's like my idea of hell and one of my girlfriends who I was on holiday with she got this great snap of me and I was like oh, I actually look I actually do look just curvy I don't look this way or that but I remember the only way that I would post it is to airbrush the legs maybe I'll post it on my so life's a bitch the before and after if I can find them but yeah no Uh, do I feel pressure I think my main thing is I'm just so conformative I just conform to it. And I only post photos where I think I look flattering. You know, I breathe in and I lift my head up to try and get that double chin out. And those are the photos that I'll choose to put on social media. I won't wake up when I'm having a bad hair day and I've got a bloated belly, take a selfie and put that on and go, this is the real me. Well, no, because social media is a space where we all show our best selves. Is it for us or is it for other people? Not sure but I definitely do think that women need to constantly remind themselves that social media is not real it is the best angles and the best lighting everyone's best version of themselves so although we're getting better we're getting better at being more relatable and we're being more honest and you know a lot of fitness pages are going well here's me posed but here's me relaxed I have a stomach you know I'm not completely flat everywhere my organs do exist yeah crazy we just i think women just need to be less harsh on themselves and men because social media for men is probably just as damaging we just don't talk about it as much so life's a bitch what are your thoughts on cheating do you believe that once a cheat always a cheat oh this is a good one (laughs) this is a good one so I have never cheated on someone I am I'm very loyal once you're my person you know whether that's my partner or my friend then that's kind of that I'm I'm, I am very loyal I'm also way too fucking paranoid and anxious (laughs) I'm not even gonna lie like I think if I cheated on somebody the guilt i'd probably end up saying it in my sleep the guilt would eat me alive i wouldn't be able to get through the day it would really stress me out i haven't been through like a serious you know when you're with a partner for a long time and they cheat that kind of heartbreak i've witnessed it luckily i've never actually lived it do i believe that once a cheat always a cheat okay this is what i truly believe people can make mistakes and people can learn and fix those mistakes. I believe that a mistake is probably something that happens once and isn't repeated. A mistake is something that the other person chooses whether or not they want to forgive and then together you you work and you build and you move forward. I do not believe that a mistake is something that has happened numerous times. I believe that that is a choice. And I'm not sure how forgiving I would be if somebody was making a choice to do me wrong over and over. Now, I don't think I could ever forgive cheating. And that is because I struggle with anxiety and paranoia so much. And this is just speculation, by the way. I know that, you know, if you're married with children and your partner drunkenly kisses someone you're probably not gonna throw that all away i'm just talking in in what i think because you never do know you never know but i'm very paranoid i would struggle to move on but a mistake is a mistake and if you love the other person and you believe you can rebuild that trust then that's what you do and you do it together and hopefully you can come out stronger from that i just struggle to believe that something that happens over and over and over is a mistake no i definitely believe that people make mistakes and deserve second chances So life's a bitch. what is a funny story that your family tell about you oh. <laughs> there's another good one i once headbutted a boat that that story was told a lot you know when um boats are like not in the water <laughs> i'm gonna sound like a fucking twat now you know when boats are not not on the water they're just like up high. it was like we were like walking down and we were in wales and we were walking like along the seaside and i was looking i was texting i was on my blackberry i was probably about 13 being a moody teenager not wanting to join in or whatever and i was wasn't looking where i was going too busy on um uh, BBM or whatever <laughs> and I turned round and there was this big boat like sailboat that was just it was on the shore and I just boom just smacked my head on it and my dad just turned round and went she just head by a boat and it was just everyone just cried of laughter and that was it then you know uh, for the years afterwards as I was kind of going through my horrible teens you know I would say something like <laughs> my dad would be like at least I didn't head but a boat and it just yeah that one, that one followed me. Also, do you ever remember being a kid and the window would freeze up and you would lick it. <laughs> Am I just one of those kids that just used to like put everything in their mouth, like just eat everything? Anyway, yes I was. We were going out to school. I wanna say either primary school or nursery. Can't remember how young I was, but it's been snowing and the window was covered and I ran up and I just in true me fashion, just shoved my face in it. And my mum just screamed um, because little did I know she had just covered the windows in de-icer, which is chemicals that a child should not consume. But yeah, my parents bring up the amount that I used to try and eat whatever I could. My parents once found um, a clay model that I'd made at school. They found it um, under my bed and I had just eaten it clay, like hard clay i'd just eaten the model like eaten half of it they found it what else i ripped the wallpaper off of why am i sharing this i um, had like a high bed so like a bunk bed but just the just the top bunk we all add them just the top bunk and then underneath was like a little desk or like a little play area i can't quite remember so obviously my mom and dad couldn't see for a while because you'd have to literally get into the bed to be able to see the wall but i'd ripped off the wallpaper and they were like well where is it the wallpaper's gone but it's no to me saying they're like did you and i was like oh yeah yeah Th- those are the only examples that i can remember right now but i used to just try and eat everything so yeah licked de-icer headbutted a boat so life's a bitch what is your number one piece of advice for people considering uni oh do it if if you're considering uni do it do it if you have the option and it's what you think is right for you and the right path don't let anything hold you back you know i can only speak for someone who did go to uni i know there's lots of people out there who will say uni's a waste of money uni's a waste of time you don't need a degree fuck the degree go for the experience literally just go for the experience it changed my life it changed who i am as a person i was nervous and anxious i still am quite anxious but it's a a much smaller level i I was a baby, I was a baby, and I came out of uni, a grown adult with my own opinions and this brand new outlook on the world and aspirations, and friends who had become family who I will have for the rest of my life, and memories that I would never have got from any other experience. Just the most incredible memories and a a degree, but you know, go to uni move away if you can to get the full experience and just learn how to cook or just live off pasta for three years. It doesn't fucking matter. Go to uni, gain five stone. You'll probably still look cute. It's fine. Go and fucking enjoy yourself. That is my number one piece of advice. If you're considering it, then do it. If it's not for you, go down a different path and do what's right for you. There's no right or wrong answer, but if this is something you're considering, I say definitely go for it so life's a bitch do you believe in sex before marriage um no are you kidding me sex sexual intercourse <laughs> sex before marriage yes absolutely. fucking lootly if it wasn't for sex before marriage i wouldn't exist sorry mum shouting you out you should already know this because you'd have listened to the mother's day special resident peacock If not, go back to episode nine. I mean, come on. Listen, I know there are some people who practice abstinence until marriage for religious reasons when it comes to religion i'm not religious but i find religion something that people are so passionate about and you know faith is such a strong thing and i find i'm completely curious about religion i want to learn and i want to embrace people's religion but for me personally sex is a part of growing and exploring and also enjoying like you should be able to enjoy sex and explore and have different sexual experiences before you decide that you're going to spend the rest of your life with one person. As long as there are two consenting adults and everyone's having a great time, I don't see the issue. Be safe, wrap it up, or whatever you kids do these days. And yeah, I just don't think it matters. Everyone has an opinion and my opinion is, as long as you're safe and as long as the situation's right, have as much sex as you want with as many people as you want and marriage is something that yeah it's the 21st century and you know we're big into our like dating scene and dating culture you know we're of an age now where people date and date and date and date People can date into their late 30s without even having to consider marriage because there isn't that societal pressure on people to get married and start having children and the way that perhaps it was when our grandparents were, were younger. You know, my, my grandparents were married probably 18, 19 years old and that was only 40 years ago that they would have been married. 40, 50 years ago. Sorry, Nanny, I can't remember. But there's there aren't those pressures to get married, therefore people should be able to explore dating or their sexual appetite and I believe it's healthy to do so so sex before marriage it's a yes it's a yes from me so life's a bitch you speak openly about weight on the podcast do you think that bigger women are looked down upon it's really really interesting that someone's wrote this because Um, only recently have I started to receive comments, like, yeah, yeah, I, yeah, I have been called, um, I've been called out for my weight, listen, I'm no skinny mini, but people are getting brave, I think, (laughs) and i have actually started to receive yeah comments about my weight and oh you'd be so great if you weren't so big is that's quite a common one actually i've heard that a few times and it's like okay fabulous well i'm great whether i'm big or not fyi but there's definitely something about being a larger person that just doesn't sit right within within society it's getting I mean it's getting a lot better you know if you if you look at models you know we're all over the plus size and the curve and people are really embracing it and it's great and I'm, I'm proud to be a curvier woman I'm a whole lot of women <laughs> but it is what it is I mean how big are women looked down upon I mean it's personal preference really isn't it so surround yourself with people who love you for you Or fancy you for you and don't give a shit that you don't get on a scale and meet the average i don't know i don't know i I guess it is just personal preference but i do think that as a society we are becoming a lot more aware of the importance of embracing everyone from big to small, gay, straight, black, white. I think everyone is kind of equal and as a society, a community, we are becoming really, really switched on to just praise everyone the same. I mean, the only thing I would say is be healthy. I, I Like I've said, I don't really care if I'm a curvy woman, as long as I'm healthy. Um, lately, I haven't been being so healthy. So this past couple of weeks, I've been changing things up. I've been exercising, I've been in a calorie deficit. Um, I've cut back on my drinking. All of that has been really shit but i feel incredible um my aim is never to be a skinny mini because i don't want to set myself unrealistic goals my aim is to just be healthy and be the best version of myself and yeah i feel like everyone is getting a lot better at just being open and accepting unfortunately there are those few people out there who um are just not there yet but hey we'll get there so life's a bitch It is clear to see that you have a great family. Oh, I do. They are great. They are the best. Have there been any challenges that you have all had to go through? If so, what are they? So, yes, actually, I would have to say that when my nanny Sue, who is my dad's mother, passed away um, a few years ago now, uh, I don't even know how many years ago, actually at four three or four honestly it 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 feels like yesterday so i really do lose count of time but she was she was incredible she was very young when she died early 60s and she was diagnosed with pancreatic cancer she was in like the four percent of people to ever survive it and be given the all clear And then it came back and she was either she was offered chemo, which would probably extend her life six months to a year. But she would be very unwell, as I'm sure everyone knows, chemo is just horrendous or she could kind of just have another six months and be her best self and and that's exactly what she did. We we went on some family holidays, did some trips to the seaside and we just, in our true family style, we just drank and sang and laughed and partied and played silly games and just soaked up every last second really. For me, I, I was like very much in denial she was just way too young she was also the healthiest you know she'd be the only one who didn't nip out for a cheeky cigarette and she'd be the most sober person at the party always she exercised every day you know she did water aerobics and line dancing and everything she was just so healthy sod's law is just a fucking cunt man because they always do take the best ones my family really had to pull together and count our blessings that we had each other at that time because that was a real loss um you know she was head of the family she was the boss and she brought so much love that as a family we we really had to pull together to fill that love for one another because when you lose someone who is is just that important you know you that that void really is there so that is definitely that grief and that loss and overcoming that and supporting one another that was definitely the biggest challenge my family have ever faced and we still have to support each other now with missing her and grieving her and trying to keep her memory alive through stories and laughter which is the the only thing the only thing that you can that you can do really so yeah that is definitely it nanny sue love you always girl so life's a bitch What is a big misconception that people may have about you? Oh my gosh. Okay, that I'm scary, maybe? It's interesting actually because when I was in school, I was part of quite a big girl group and um, I'm still part of, I said that in past tense. And we were actually discussing this at the weekend, the girls and I. We do move as a pack when we're together I do believe that people see us as like a pack of lions, but the way I describe it is is gazelles. You know, we, we, we move as a pack, but it's just because we're enjoying each other's company and we have each other's backs. But in school, I can imagine we came across quite intimidating with there being so many of us and some of us having very big personalities. And I have been told many times in the years since that people find anyone who was part of that group scary and intimidating, which people often do find funny once they actually get to know me and they realise that I wouldn't hurt a fly and the only thing that you should be scared of is just the sarcasm. (laughs) If you're scared of sarcasm, then yeah, I'm scary. (laughs) But no, um, I think that's the biggest misconception, maybe. I don't know I mean that's the only kind of thing that people have kind of said like oh you know you're intimidating you're you're part of an intimidating group I guess in the same breath I can come across I could come across intimidating to someone who was quite quiet and anxious because I have a very like OTT personality sometimes I feel I could be a bit jumpy and a bit in your face and a bit like right 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 and quite sweary maybe that could come across as a bit intimidating but yeah once you get to know me I mean, listen, you guys are on episode 10, so I'm obviously doing okay. But yeah, I think that is the biggest misconception about me. That I'm a bitch. (laughs) So life's a bitch. That last one slides nicely into this next one. What effect does having a big girl group have on you? And how do you navigate those relationships? So this question is obviously referring to the group of girls that I went to school with, that um, we all kind of are from the same town and there is eight of us, that's a lot of women, and to answer this question honestly, it affected me massively when I was younger, I really struggled with it, there's a lot of women, and growing up as a woman, and going through hormones, and oh uh, everything, like eight hormonal women, all going through their own shit, and you know, listen, with eight women, the chances are that every day at least someone's on their period. You know, big personalities, everyone's trying to find their feet, everyone's trying to conform. You know, we think we're teenagers, we're trying to be cool, but also conform, but also get good grades. And I found it extremely overwhelming at times. And the girls have said to me many times, I'm a different person to when I was at school because I was scared of my own shadow and I really, really struggled with social situations now I think think it's awesome you know there's loads of us and it's always going to be a great gathering it's always going to be a great party there's always going to be a lot of laughter there's someone's always got a story to share how do I navigate those friendships well the truth is <laughs> so there's a group chat and the group chat is where we celebrate each other's achievements which happens a lot because everyone is fucking awesome but you know when it comes to like proper individual communication it's fucking you and seven others you know you just need to have that trust you're close and you'll see each other when you're free we'll always try and get together as a group it's difficult but there's so much love and everyone everyone brings something different to the table and yeah it's a cracking group of girls but you need to have that kind of unwritten rule that we haven't got to speak all the time. My two my two best friends from uni, you know, they live they live so far away from me that I, I don't really get to see them at all. You have to have that level of trust that no, you don't need to be popping up in my face constantly, you know, the love is there. And when I do see you, it'll be as if I saw you yesterday. So no, I'm extremely blessed with all the girls around me. So life's a bitch. Are body mutilations, i.e. tattoos and piercings, a turn-on or a turn-off? I mean, the way that you've called them mutilations (laughs) leads me to believe that you think they're a turn-off. Anonymous question sender. (laughs) I mean... I love the freedom of expression and I have got my ears pierced 13 times, I've got my nose pierced, I've got my belly button pierced, I've got two little tattoos on my ankles both of which do have meaning. I don't believe that tattoos need meaning but for me personally I like that they do. I've also got a tattoo booked. Yeah I'm gonna have a tattoo in a couple of months time. It's gonna read for her life was rich because of you in Hindi symbols the writing represents the last line of a poem that I got printed as a gift from my dad after we lost my nan and he loved the poem so much that he actually read it at her funeral which was really powerful and the reason for Hindi symbols is because that is the native language of where Jungle Book was set and that was my nanny's favorite movie and it was our movie and... I'm really really excited and Hindi symbols are absolutely gorgeous so it all ties in perfectly so I'm really really looking forward to that I think that it's a really cool way to express yourself and I've got absolutely nothing against it so turn on that's what I'm gonna say so life's a bitch This is really, really, really interesting, actually. So the next question is, what are your views on FGM? So if you are unaware, FGM refers to female genital mutilation. And the reason I find it so interesting is because we just referred to bod mods as mutilation. So modifications such as tattoos and piercings we refer to them just as mutilations, the way that that question was worded. And now we're talking about FGM, which is mutilation, the worst kind of mutilation, in my opinion. So the practice of FGM, female genital mutilation, if you are unaware, it is basically women of a, usually quite a young age, maybe when they start their period, maybe even younger, what they do is they, they being elders, um, and this does happen worldwide, I do believe it is mainly in Africa that it happens, but I know for a fact it happens worldwide. So forgive me if I'm wrong on that fact. But in order to perform the mutilation, they remove the clitoris, so just cut it off to relieve any stimulation that the woman would ever feel, and then they stitch up the vaginal hole and they just leave the urethra so that the women can urinate but actually what you're doing by stitching up the vaginal hole is meaning that when these women have their periods the blood just builds up and builds up and has nowhere to go which often leads to infection and um, death The purpose of doing so is that when the, I keep saying woman, a lot of the time it is girls. When these girls are given to their husbands of whatever age they may be, the husband is, it's then for him to break through the stitching and it's like an extra layer of virginity almost. So he breaks through, which the excruciating pain is completely unimaginable and even then she is allowed no pleasure because her clitoris has been removed so this is a practice that has been going on for an extremely long time and is still happening it is really really petrifying it is literally like you know thinking of the worst horror movie you've you've ever watched but no this is real fucking life and it's happening and some young women and girls wouldn't even know that it was wrong because they've been raised to believe that that is exactly what happens to girls so we need to do our bit to spread awareness and talk about it and fight against it it's something that I've been passionate about doing ever since I first started looking into it probably when I was studying my undergrad but yeah it is, it is something that I want to write about more. It is something that I want to learn more about so that I can do more. And it certainly is a taboo subject that needs to be spoken about. So thank you for emailing in about that. So life's a bitch. Should women carry condoms? I mean yes I think everyone should if you're practicing safe sex or you're having sex with people that you've just met or if you have multiple partners or blah 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 I do think that I think everyone should carry condoms I think it should be everyone's duty to be safe I think that everyone should carry condoms the way that I think everyone should be able to take a pill or have contraception it does wind me up a little bit that the only contraception available is for women other than condoms, which obviously are famous for being a struggle and potentially being taken off or being pinging off or ripping or whatnot. I don't know. But I, to be fair, I'm not man slamming. I know lots of men who say, yeah, there should be contraception for men. I'm not sure if they'd take it, but they but they believe that there should be. I don't know. I find it interesting that there's like 50 different ways that you can stop me getting pregnant, but there's one way that you can stop him, or two ways: vasectomy or condom. But it is interesting as well because you know my biological clock will run out, his won't. So if you're worried about the baby makers? It's it's men. <laughs> Sorry, little rant there everyone should carry condoms everyone should carry condoms everyone should be able to provide protection and practice safe sex yeah so life's a bitch oh this is a good one if you could turn back time what would you say to your 18 year old self switch to light mayo bitch you'll thank me later No, seriously. (laughs) Um, I would tell my 18 year old self that I, I don't need to change what I'm doing, that it will get better, that my mental health will, will settle and I will be able to pursue all my dreams and that I just need to have a bit more self-belief, a bit more confidence in myself and yeah, it just, it's all gonna be okay and stop putting so much cheese on your food, you fat fuck. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, no, 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 no. Oh, that's a great question. That's a great question. I wouldn't like 18-year-old me. She was fit. <laughs> i give back a time and i like, ugh, this bitch. <laughs> Sorry, this squeaky chair is awful every time I move a muscle. You know what? This is a great question. I think... I think we should end this on a ring around. It's the 10th ever episode. I think we need, I think I need to hear some other people's opinions on this because what a fucking great question. Okay.
0: So life's a bitch.
1: Hello. Hello darling. Hi,
2: oh Elsie, no. Oh, you're my shoe,
1: sorry. <laughs> Puppy problems. <laughs> Just a real quick one. If you could turn back time, what advice would you give your 18 year old self?
2: Don't settle for for something that's not your worth. Don't settle for less yes. than your worth at all. Don't waste time on irrelevant people.
1: Yes, love yeah. that. I tell
2: myself.
1: Amazing! That is a great yeah. advice. Thank you so much.
2: You're very welcome.
1: Love you. Bye. <laughs> love
2: you. Bye. Hello.
1: Hello, darling.
2: Hello, darling. Just
1: a real quick one. Yes. If you could turn back time, what would you say to your 18-year-old self?
2: Ooh, to tell myself that I love myself more and that I'm going to be confident and I'm going to be so happy if I keep doing it sooner.
1: I love that. That is, (laughs) I love that. That is a great answer. Thank you, girl.
2: Oh, no. Love you.
1: Bye. Bye. Love you. Bye. Hello. Hello, darling. Hello, honey. What country are we speaking from right now?
2: Dubrovnik in Croatia.
1: Oh. Honestly, are you jealous? I'm living vicariously through you. Just a quickie. If you could turn back time, what would you say to your 18-year-old self? That is, like, a really difficult question.
2: I would say, fuck it, you're on the right course. Like, because I was so scared about going to what uni I wanted to go to, and then I didn't get in.
1: Yeah. So I'd say, do what you're doing. Yeah just you just say keep keep going it's going to be good. Yeah you're going to meet the best people
2: in the world like Aww. go for it.
1: And and you, and you did.
2: And I did. For sure.
1: Amazing. I would go back and 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 I would cure some sort of disease. You'd go you'd go back much. and tell everyone about covid. Yeah, covid is coming. Covid is coming. <laughs> be prepared. Oh my god, that's so funny.
2: Love you bye. Love
1: you bye hello hello darling hello are you poorly no
2: i've got hay fever oh no (laughs) i sound like a croaky nasally frog
1: you sound fabulous i've just got a quick question though go on random but if you could go back in time what would you tell your 18 year old self
2: it's a very deep question do you think very reflective yeah
1: it's very reflective yeah it yeah it's nice to reflect sometimes though
2: um i would say either jump off a bridge now because you've got a lot coming love
1: jesus christ
2: uh no i i would just say stop thinking of other people and focus on yourself yeah like things like you're so much smarter than you think and do what you love doing more than focusing on other people
1: yeah, definitely. That's it really. I think eighteen year old you would really appreciate that. She was horrible. She was a bitch.
2: I don't want to talk to her. yeah, I don't want to talk to her. <laughs> I'm kidding. <laughs> <laughs> you know better
1: than anyone. <laughs> oh my gosh. Well that was all. I'll see you soon. Very soon. Love you bye. Love you bye. Bye.
2: Hello.
1: Hello, darling. Are you okay. Yes, how are you? Oh, I think my signal's shit. Hold on. She hung up on me. Lonely, I am so lonely. I have no body of my own. Lonely, so lonely. Mr Lonely, Mr Lonely I have no body Mr Lonely okay. Hello darling Just a quick one Okay. If you could go back in time What would you say what? to your 18 year old self? What
2: was I doing at 18?
1: So I was just about to go to uni Yes What, I say, what was I doing at 18 she says Lots of things
2: <laughs> I say <laughs> Break up with the boyfriend you have No boy um and just don't don't take yourself too seriously like you don't know all that you think
1: that you know there's still lots of learning today that's
2: a good
1: one yeah you don't know all you think don't take yourself seriously crack on you've got a lot to learn i love that yeah. you're almost given you're giving her a bit of a telling off
2: yeah yeah sometimes I, she needed it
1: <laughs> <laughs> that is amazing thank you so much Alright, have a lovely day. You too, love. You, bye. Bye, bye. Hello. Hello, darling. Hello. Just a quick question for you. Yeah? If you could go back in time, what would you tell your 18-year-old self? (laughs) Oh, oh, God.
2: There's so many things, but if I had to pick one...
1: You haven't got to pick one. It would
2: just be be happy with yourself. Be happy with your body. Yeah. That would be my main thing, I think, because confidence comes from being happy with yourself. That's what I've learned over the years.
1: That is very true.
2: Yeah, that would be my main one. That's a good one.
1: I think it's a a big one. Yeah, definitely. Because I think at that age as well, like 18-year-olds, it's a hard time and body confidence is a big thing
2: oh yeah well I mean when I look back on photos of me being that age and even a few years before that like I look at it and think oh my god I was so unhappy with myself at that point and there was no reason for me to to be if that makes sense
1: oh I was the exact same
2: like I used to look at photos and literally hate myself and then I look back now and I'm like oh I wish I had that body now or you know I wish I was in in shape like that now I mean, just you just you're never good enough for yourself I think and that's why you've gotta to learn to just be happy with yourself.
1: That is so true. That is a perfect answer. Thank you so much. It
2: feels, it feels cheesy,
1: but that's what I would say to you. But it's a bit of a it's a cheesy question, so you can't really win. <laughs> well, that's true. It's a cheesy question. You can't win. That's perfect. <laughs> All right, thank you, mama. All right, no Bye, love you, bye.
2: Love you, bye
1: hello hello darling hello darling just got a real quick one for you yeah if you could go back what would you tell your 18 year old self
2: um i would honestly say to my 18 year old self stop overthinking and caring so much for what others think about you and stick to your guns
1: this has been a really popular one like everyone has kind of been saying like just focus on yourself yeah. stop thinking about everyone around you like that I think that is going to be the main takeaway from like this ring around
2: yeah I, I think um it's easier said than done and at the time if someone said that to me I would tell them yeah okay then uh, yeah talk on, literally but now looking back at maybe things that I I, I didn't do or maybe was too scared to
1: yeah like have I'm no COVID. regrets you're only yeah. 18 once have no regrets that's a good one as well
2: probably overthink and just don't don't Thinking too much about others, kind of focus on yourself.
1: Yeah, definitely. That is definitely going to be the takeaway from this. Love you. Bye. 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 So life's a bitch. And that is all, that is all for today. I mean, if you're an 18 year old listening and you heard some of those ring around answers, I mean, I would love to be able to go back and speak to my 18 year old self and just be like, girl, you got this and just give us some advice. And also maybe a little bit of a telling off. But I mean, even if you're not 18, the advice still stands and it's just, yeah. I think the takeaway is it's important to know that you're living for you. Don't worry about what other people think because it's all temporary in the long run your happiness and your achievements that is the most important thing please as always if you haven't left a review you can only do so on apple Podcasts. super annoying so if you're a spotify user don't you worry again really fucking annoying i don't know why they do that but if you're an apple user and you haven't left a review please please do it takes two seconds and it would mean the fucking world to me don't forget to tell your friends if you like it and uh like subscribe rate i don't know all that fucking bullshit and yes oh my god thank you for listening 10 episodes you guys 10 fucking episodes and this is just the beginning my heart is so full I cannot thank you enough and if it wasn't for you guys I would not be where I am now I would not be on the 10th episode ever and yes I'm just so fucking happy and I will see you next time I promise I promise I'm not going to be as shit as I have been with these episodes I will be faster I'll be more on track I promise okay thank you so much love you bye
0: So life's a bit